Man, we're going to, whoo, the one thing planners here. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. What's today? The 17th? Let me see what it says on the 17th. Well, I'm going to have it out at the bookstore so you can kind of glance at it. Some of you pre-ordered it. We've, uh, I believe we already made the orders. I wanted to put my eyes on it first. And um, I'm glad I did because we're going to change we're going to change the pages to white on the inside. Um, thank you, Lord. March is coming. Spring is coming, y'all. Sunday, February 17th. I just got one statement. All all these things. All this 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 book is about one thing. One thing. One one statement. It says, "I have authority over sickness and disease." What else? That's it? What else you want? And if sickness is trying to rise up on you, man, you, you just see that. That's, I give you one thing every day. One statement or one scripture. Tomorrow, I'm going to give it to you since you don't have the book. God's dreams for me require him to fulfill. You got to have dreams big enough that it takes God to do it. So each day I'll have one thing that you get from your quiet time with the Lord. Got some notes you can take here. Well, that's not a whole lot of space. I only want you to write a couple of things. There's a place for your to-do list. You can, appointments, you can put those in there. It's not a calendar in the traditional sense, but dream, your dream task. Okay, what, and I explained this in the beginning of the book. What, what is that? It's uh and there's an ex explanation in the beginning of a book. You only need one thing in the scripture that it's taken from. Dream task. What one thing can you do today that will bring you a step closer to your dream? See, because some people, well, the Lord told me to write a book. Then you, you, you get home from work, you're tired, like, I can't write it. I don't have time to write this book tonight. And then the next day comes. And before you know it, it's next year. How about write a half a page? What can you do? What's one thing you can do? That's one thing, see. Um, there's some fitness goals. I put that in there for Carla. If you don't have any, don't be in condemnation. Just leave it blank. There's a little place for a journal. You can write a couple of things in there. And so that's it. It's really that simple. And uh, one for every day. Thick book. And it's only $8. Okay? And uh, for right now. When I saw how thick it was. It was like, okay. It should be more than that. So it's about because this is the year that your dreams come to pass because he's your God. I'm going to talk about that in a moment. All right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man, so good, so good, so good, so good. Well, <clears throat> I want to finish, maybe finish what I started last week. And we've got some urgent news that I want to share with you towards the, the end um, 
How many of you know <clears throat> about, heard about the situation going on in Haiti? Well, if you don't, it's not unusual. Give me a little, little light in the house. Um, but it's, it's interesting because if it don't have nothing to do with certain, you know, the media. I, I saw one thing about the media. And that's why I don't watch a whole lot of news because I watched this thing. Anybody ever seen that clip where it didn't make any difference what channel it was? NBC, CNBC, Fox, CNN, it didn't matter. MSNBC. And they showed all these anchors, and they were all saying the same exact statement from all over the country. Anybody see that? And it's just like they, they have a, a certain thing that they want to get in your head, and you hear it, 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 and then you start believing it. Well, there's certain things just don't make the news. <coughs> and some of you um, know that I went to, I went to Haiti, and, and I really was touched by the people there. They received me so well, and uh, they received me as a Haitian. And uh, I mean, I just, I mean, I, I ministered in the church over a thousand people. Uh, and a pastor of that church is directly affected, but there's a crisis going on over there, people trying to uh, overthrow the president, things like that. And they got caught in the mix trying to get back over here to the States. And I'm going to read it to you. It's kind of long, but uh, I'm going to say that to the end, and I'm going to give you an opportunity to give toward it. I mean, if you gave $2 or $5, uh, it's just crazy stuff going on. But if it don't really affect the United States in a certain way, and it don't make the news. I mean, I, I, I went to look and see if it was on there because I was told it wasn't getting the right news coverage. And I saw it, it was kind of buried down, you know, with stuff. But there's some crazy stuff going on over there and those people. And we, we as a church, we support the uh, French-speaking nations. Right now we're involved in a project to get some of uh, uh, Kenneth Hagin's books into uh, uh, translated into French because um, the French-speaking world is, is, I didn't realize until I got involved with uh, John and Laura Madden and uh, Ken Taylor, and I ministered with them over there. Ken Taylor he heads up Rama Haiti, and all those Haitians, see, they're French-speaking. And, um, I mean, the French-speaking world is, is huge, okay? And uh, so, anyway, more about that later. But let's, let's, um, let's dive right into life in the new covenant. I want you to understand how to live <coughs> in this new covenant. I want you to know exactly what the new covenant is. Because you've heard the old covenant, new covenant. But it's, it's amazing to me how many people really don't know what it is. What is the new covenant? And... So many people, so many ministers, so many churches, they live uh, or they're mixing the two covenants. But it is clear that we are not under the old covenant. We're not under the law. We are under, under grace. And so let's dive right into Hebrews chapter 8. Y'all ready to receive? All right. If you have the app, the scriptures are there available um, on your app. In verse 
We'll pick up in verse 7. See, the problem with the old covenant, as I mentioned last week, it, it was nothing wrong with the law. The law, listen, the law is perfect. The problem was is people couldn't keep it. The, the law was never intended to make a man righteous. The law was a temporary system. It was our tutor to bring us to Christ. Now that we're in Christ, we're no longer under the tutelage of the law. We are now under grace. And that's what it's talking about in the first part of this. For if that first covenant, everybody say first covenant, had been faultless. By the way, the word covenant, it means to cut until blood flows. That's what the word means. And Jesus shed his blood. He shed his blood for you. He took your place. He became sin that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. He took what he didn't deserve so we could receive what we didn't deserve. He didn't deserve sin, but he became sin. That we might receive what we didn't deserve was his righteousness. Thank you, Lord. Now, it's okay. I don't mind quiet as long as you're listening. Because this kind of stuff, this will change your life. When you understand that, that you, you are under the blessing 100% of the time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you're under the blessing. It has nothing to do with what you, what you, how you behave. It has all to do what, with what Jesus did for you on the cross. Hallelujah. For if that first covenant had been faultless, then no place would have been sought for a second because finding fault with them, he didn't find fault with the law. Again, the law was perfect. He found fault with the people. The people couldn't keep the law. That's why that... That system was just temporary until Jesus came. He walked through every, uh, every part of the law. He, he walked through it. He kept it. It was absolutely, he, he was flawless. The Bible says he knew no sin, but became sin for us. Finding fault with them, he says, Behold, the days are coming. I want you to know that day is here. Says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not, everybody say not, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land. I lost my place here. Here we go. All right. Not according to the covenant I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt because they did not continue in my covenant and I disregarded them, says the Lord. For this, everybody say this. Now, I, I invite you to uh, mark this in your Bible because 
this is very, very important. I want to just slow down, just do some teaching because mark this because this we're getting into, he tells us what the new covenant is and he gives us a clause that makes it all work. By the way, you can help us a little commercial here to share this on Facebook. Um, you can help us get the word out and get this message and, and let's just share it. Don't keep it to yourself. You know people who, who need to get out of law-based living and, and into grace. Because I'm telling you, there's not a lot of churches that teach this stuff. It's all about performance and doing more, being better, trying harder, trying to be a good Christian. Y'all are unusually quiet today. But... Um, it's, it's not about performance. It's about what Jesus did and just resting in his finished work. And the thing to believe, there's one key thing to believe in this new covenant, that you are righteous by faith, not by your doing. Now people say, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 over, over and over. You keep saying the same thing. I'm going to keep saying it. Because we got, that's the thing to keep believing. Huh? Now in church, they, they like to give these long seminars and conferences and making um, things complicated, uh, but it's not complicated. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I, I didn't get around to it. Um, I'm going to do a, just a podcast podcast, not podcast, but uh, uh, Facebook Live just on this about um, the word came to me, calibrate. Okay, and, um, and I wrote some things down about it. Let's see if I wrote it in there. No, I don't have it in here anymore, but I, I can explain it to you. I've, I've got a little thing. It's called a gimbal. It's, uh, you, you, it's called Osmo Mobile. You put your phone in it, and you can film, and it keeps, keeps everything steady. Actually, when I went to Haiti, I got it a day before I went to Haiti, and we went over there, and somebody filmed. Anybody was here when we showed you the message that I preached over there? That was done on that little gimbal, all right? Now, every once in a while, you have to, what they call, calibrate it. Because sometimes it can get not a lot off, just a little off, where it's not centered, okay? Um, so... We have to keep, you have to preach this to yourself. It's not enough for you to just hear it. You're not going to get a revelation of grace just hearing it once a week. You have to teach yourself and recalibrate. Because, and I, I stay in this word on grace. And, and I sometimes get off because we're human. And you can get off centered a little bit. But Jesus is a sinner, and that's how you recalibrate. So, so when you start, your, your, your thinking starts to get off, and you start depending on your effort to, to accomplish your goals, and you're depending on your strength, and you, you find that you're not in rest and relaxation, but you're, you're frustrated, and you're tired, and you're worn out. So what you got to do, you, you recal recalibrate to the standard. 
See, the standard is Jesus. So what, what you do is you, you go to the scripture, it's like, okay, wait a minute, I'm depending on myself. I need to depend on Jesus, and then you, you get back centered. See, because the devil is out to try to make you do things in your own self and in your own strength. And an indicator that you're doing something in your own strength is when you are frustrated, you're tired, you're worn out. But then when you do it under Jesus' strength, then you're still doing it, but you're doing it through Christ who strengthens you. And you can do all things. And those all things need to be connected to your purpose. Because nobody can do all things. I mean, I can't go operate and do brain, brain surgery on somebody. So let's just be real. I can't go in an operating room and say, I can do all things. So the Bible, the, you, know, you know, God gives you credit of having some sense. So what can you do? The things that God has put in your heart, you can do all of those things. But you do it through Christ. He empowers you to do it. See, you can always do what God has called you to do. God would never ask you to do something that you don't have the ability to do. Oh, what a life we have. We get up in the morning. I mean, we ought to be excited. We ought to come to church excited. And encourage one another in good works and, 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 and not, not working in your own strength, but uh, working by God's strength, self-directed effort. And we should encourage one another that you can do all things through Christ. Be strong, not in yourself, but in the Lord. Oh, yes. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, not your might. It's not by might, human might, not by power, human power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It's by him. It's by, like, I'm, I'm up here. I'm, 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 I can't do this. I don't know how to do this. I have to depend on him. I'd like to have everything scripted. I'd like to just read some notes to you. But I, I have to go with how the Lord has directed me to minister and share, and I'll get up here. I, I don't know half these things I'm going to say. So I don't have anything written down, really. A couple of things. Um, we're having some technical difficulties up here with the computer, but um, there are some... Uh, you remember the Bible? You anybody have a hard copy? You just bring your Bible out. I'm, I'm going to stay right here in this scripture, maybe go to a couple of more. Um, but we're in this new covenant. Say, I'm in the new covenant. Okay, and so we need to know what the new covenant is, how it functions, how it works. He said, um, this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. Oh, here, here we go. I will put my laws in their mind and write them on their hearts. We pointed out last week that he didn't say, I'm going to put the law 
because he just got through telling you he's making a new covenant. <laughs> Amen. So he couldn't be talking about what he just, what we just left. Can't be, he can't be talking about the old. So what laws is he, ta is he talking about? He's going to put in my law. And, and again, it's a very important distinction. This is not insignificant. This is very significant. He didn't say, I'll put the law. He said, I will put my laws. Where will he put them? In their mind and write them on their hearts. This thing is rigged. I want you to say, I know the Father's voice. That's the thing I was looking in my notes that I wanted you to say earlier, but I wanted you to, it was something I wanted you to repeat, and that's it. It's to say, it's easy for me to hear from God. That's it. That's what I want you to say. And I want you to, I want you to keep saying that. Through the week, it's easy for me to hear from God. Because if you think it's hard, it will be hard. If you believe wrong, you're going to live wrong. How can it be hard to hear from God? Here's another thing churches do. Sometimes have long conferences on how to get in the presence of God. Listen. You're already in the presence of God. I gave you a whole seminar right there. You're in the spirit. Oh, I got to get in the spirit. Let me, before I sing here, I got to get in the spirit. And you, man, if you're a singer and you walk up here on the stage and you don't feel right, you don't feel like you should sing today and, and things things a little off and all hell broke loose in your home or something, you get up here and, and say, that's when, see, you need to apply this. That I'm up here singing by God's grace. I'm not up here because of me and what happened at home. By your grace, oh God. I stand up here with my hell, hand, hand, head, hell high because of Jesus. I might, might have just cussed my husband out, but when I come up here, I got to let that go, and I got to understand I'm forgiven. Otherwise, I'm going to be up here singing, and I can't raise my head because I'm ashamed. Well, I need to sit out for like three weeks because <laughs> I ain't living right. But what you need, and I'm, I'm not advocating wrong living. But what I'm advocating is when you believe right, you're going to live right right after you have that argument with your spouse and you can say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ, that gives you the power to go and ask for forgiveness and to move on instead of being under guilt and shame and make you a coward. And you, you don't want to admit that you did anything wrong. And you, you don't want to admit any fault. But when you're wrong, when you, when you know that you're righteous, you can say it's no big deal. I mean, I, I, I wish I wouldn't have cussed my wife out. <laughs> but, hey, you can't put toothpaste back in the tube. So, but you know what? Jesus took care of that. And I'm not going to be under shame. I'm going to have my head held high. It don't take no faith to get what to 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 think that you get 
you, you're going to get what you deserve. It takes faith to do this, to believe that you're righteous right after you cut somebody out. That takes faith. <laughs> but what you're doing, you're putting the attention. You're not making light of the sin. You're making much of Jesus and what he did on the cross and how much you're loved and forgiven. Thank you, Jesus is right. Man, what a wonderful life. <laughs> this covenant that we live in. My goodness. This is the covenant. I'm going to put my laws in their mind and write them on their hearts. See, this is not this kind of living. When, when he put, okay, let, let's, let's look at these laws. And his commandments, according to Jesus in this new covenant, are not burdensome. See, the laws that he writes on your minds and put in your heart, these laws produce liberty and freedom. James calls it, we looked at it last week, we won't go there again, the perfect law of liberty. Looking into the words, he calls it the law of liberty. We have the law of freedom. What kind of laws? James also says the, the royal law of love. Jesus said, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you. So you can't, you can't love people unless you first receive the love that the Father has for you, and I'm going to give you a scripture for that. Okay, so what kind of laws did he put in your heart? What kind of laws does, does he write in your mind? The law of love. Okay. Um, there's the law of faith, Romans talks about. It's rigged. Why do I say it's rigged? Because these, these laws, are in, they're in your heart. You have faith. You don't have to pray for it. You have faith. You have love. You, you're oozing with it. Then... There's the law of the spirit of life. I tell you, all these laws produce liberty and freedom. The law, Romans 8, 2, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. Free, made us what? Free. See, God's laws produce freedom. They don't produce burden. Thank you, Lord. We stand unashamed in his presence, knowing that he's pleased with you because of Jesus. See, th th doesn't that take faith when you've done wrong to say, I'm still the righteousness of God? I'm still highly favored. None of that changes the love that the Father has for me. You've got to believe that you're righteous by faith, not by your doing. Until you understand that you can sin a thousand times in a day and you're still righteous, until you understand that, you don't understand righteousness. Huh? Thank you, Lord. 
So this kind of life is a, it's a spontaneous, dynamic, active, um, just, uh, it's, it's a, this is how we're led by the Spirit. It's intimate, an intimate way to be led by God. A dynamic, it's, it's, it's constantly changing. It's spontaneous. I mean, God can just lead you one way, you know, just like that. And just, he'll turn, like, do this, do that. And, I mean, and, and sometimes you're not even conscious of it. You go to Kroger and you find yourself in the middle of the store and you run into somebody and you end up sharing the love of God with them. And you just thought you went there for milk. It, it, it's, it's active. Huh? Thank you, Lord. And, you know, it, the intimacy, see, but what religion wants to do is give you rules and tell you what to do. Thank you, Lord. So, let's look at something else. We'll continue with this now. Um, he'll put his laws, say, he, he put his laws, not the law, but his laws in my mind. And they're written on my heart. Jesus said, don't look here, don't look there. He said, the kingdom of God is within you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a wonderful life. <laughs> I said, it's a wonderful life. See, when you awake to this, this dynamic, man, it's, it's nothing like it. I'm telling you. And this part <clears throat> really ministers to me right now because it's happened in my life. I've been through the fire. You might be hearing this a lot. I've been through the fire. First part of that verse, Psalm 66, 12, you caused men to rise over our heads. People try to ride over my head. Been through the fire and the water. I got two insurance claims going on, same thing, same time. One due to fire, one due to water. But God brought me out to a wealthy place. It's happening. And it's because of this right here in this new covenant. He said, he said, I, he said, I will be their God and they shall be my people. I invite you to underscore that in your Bible. Make a note of that. Put some stars around it, something. I will be their God. You know what that means? That means if you need healing, he's your healer. I will be your healer. He said, I will be to you whatever you need. In the old covenant, when, when he said he was their God, that means he provided for them when they needed provision. He healed them when they needed healing. Praise God. So, so I will be your God, meaning if you incurred a huge debt, 
he will provide supernatural debt cancellation for you. Thank you, Lord. If you're broke, get ready for his supply. I told you, I'll say again, man, I needed a new roof. They talked about $25,000. See, you can't, you can't figure this out. Sometimes you think you need money, you may not need money. What, what, what happened was, and that's why the devil's got to be frustrated, because, the, the, see, God didn't send no lightning at my house. The devil did that. But what happened was, as a result of it, I get a new roof. Because he works all things together. God is cooking something. Hmm? James Harden has this thing. You know, if you're into basketball, he do this when he started getting hot. Do this little cooking symbol. I want y'all to do that. Just do it. You know, think about, like, like if you're going through some stuff right now, you don't know how, how to, you don't know how it's going to work out, that God's cooking something. As soon as the spring hit, I'm going to get me a new roof. They brought us a book. Said, what kind of roof you want? And he worked out to where my nephew is doing the roof. And he told me some stuff. He said, man, these people get on these roofs. He said, it's not like inside your house. Said, if they mess your house up when, they do, when they're fixing it, he said, you can see it. He said, on the roof? He said, I've been in this roof, roofing business. He, he'd been involved in, in, in high-end areas like in Indianapolis. He'd been in it for years. And he's still a young man, but he's, he's been in it for years. He, he's been trained, uh, un, been well trained. But he said a roof, he said people, people fake on that roof. He said because you don't go up on your roof and look at it. And they can fake you. He's seen so many bad roofing jobs. But he's going to, my nephew going to take care of my roof. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. How do you even, how do you even, can't make this stuff up. All because he said, I will be your God. And it didn't happen because I'm a pastor. It's because I've got a <laughs> this certain level of anointing. Well, when I can get to the pastor level of anointing, then that stuff will happen to me. No! It happened because of Jesus. Because when you put your eyes on Jesus, take your eyes off of the roof or what your problem is and put your eyes on him and say, you are right in the face of the mess and the, the struggle. The struggle is real, but Jesus will eliminate the struggle. And when you look to him and you say, even in the midst of the mess, you are my God. And by your grace, oh God, I stand. With my head held high, I am the righteousness of God in Christ I'm just resting in the finished work. Don't get this thing twisted. Don't leave the church talking about, well, it got to be more than what pastor talking about. It's Jesus. You can't get no more than that. You just keep looking at Jesus and all of a sudden things started happening. Then the water came. I got a new exercise room. I got like a brand new room, man. Had different pieces of 
equipment in other places. I just move that over there. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because he's my God. You need provision. Get ready for the supply. Get ready for the supply, y'all. So start getting ready. Start believing. I wanted to have this stage just like this. And I stayed up all night looking at designs. And I found a design I wanted. And, and, and I, I had my man LT. He came out. And, and he, I told him how, what we needed to do it. He said he could take care of it. You know what? I didn't, the only problem was I didn't have no money. Not a problem. Where there's vision, there's provision. Then all of a sudden, boom, there it is. The manifestation came. And see, that's, that's what happened. Like I'm going to promote my book here. You start, you think, some of you think money is your problem. Where it might be vision. See, because when the money manifested, I didn't have to go get the guy and, and try to figure out a plan. I already had the plan. I just called him. I said, we're ready. I knew where to order everything. And we got that thing done, I think, in a week. See, if you believe in that he's your God, start making plans for your future. Say, this is the year, and my dreams come to pass. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, man, I tell you, I tell you, I tell you, I tell you. I don't have any more anointing than you. We all have the same anointing. Now, we've got to believe that. See, because sometimes people that, well, if I can get to the T.D. Jake status, if I, man, I can understand, man, why God blesses him. Look at all the stuff he's doing. Not what somebody's doing. That's what I'm trying to tell you. See, sometimes people get their eyes on people and say, well, if I, if I just had what they had, no, you got what you got, and it's enough. <laughs> what the Father has put on the inside of you, you are unique. You are enough. <laughs> and it ain't a little bit either. You, you know who you are? You created an image of God. You are highly favored of God. You When you trust him, he puts his supernatural on your natural. Oh, man. It, it, it's, it's, it's amazing. Thank you, Lord. Um, 